The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. We're going to discuss a little bit about the AFC West. Go around the division and see where this Broncos team ranks, what the other teams have been doing, and how they've been improving as well, too, in the offseason. But first, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varell and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Head on over. Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com. Tap14.com. I do want to get into the uh, interesting little article that uh, the mothership pushed out. ESPN answers the biggest questions from the AFC West, from the Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Now, I really honestly don't want to focus on the Broncos question too much, but I'll read it to you to start because it's pretty generic. The question is, will the Denver Broncos offseason moves be enough to end a three-year slide? Well, yeah. Okay, I guess that's a yes or a no answer. Um, Jeff Legwald, who's the Broncos representation, basically answers it with the way that Yes, if their biggest moves work out the way the Broncos hope. Well, yeah, I mean, if it works out, then obviously it works out. Uh, but I do want to focus more so on the AFC West, and I want to start go top to bottom when it comes to this division. Because, again, this is the, you know, in the, in the NFL, it's so much more impactful what your divisional opponents do as opposed to other leagues because you play the least amount of games. You know, and so a certain player sitting out a certain you know, uh, matchup against you, that that's 50% of all your matchups against your division opponent. That's huge. It's huge. Their question for the Chiefs is, will defensive changes get the Chiefs to the Super Bowl 50 years after their last one? <laughs> nice little jab there to the Chief fan. Nice little jab in that headline. Uh, Adam Teicher, who's represented for ESPN, says, the important thing to remember is that the Chiefs defense in 2019 is they won't have to be perfect or great in order to help Kansas City win a championship or at least get to a championship, which is true. I think the big thing, though, is that how much regression are you really going to see from Patrick Mahomes? Let's be honest. This is a that was a special year that Patrick Mahomes had last year, and maybe he duplicates it. Maybe he does. But. It's hard to imagine that he does. It's hard to imagine that Patrick Mahomes throws for 50-plus touchdowns, 5,000 yards, and the Chiefs' offense is just absolute dynamite in back-to-back years. This is A, without Kareem Hunt full season, and B, without Tyreek Hill full season, or at least we think, at least he should be. That's another discussion. Don't want to get into that. It's hard for me to think that he duplicates that. So now all of a sudden, this defense has to not only be better, but they have to pick up slack that's going to be lost from the offense because I just don't see them duplicating that. Now, uh, I suppose it may not be the most unreasonable thing to be looking at Steve Spagnuolo, a new defensive coaching staff. I really like Steve uh, Spagnuolo, who, of course, was up for Several coaching jobs. I actually wanted Spagnolo here in Denver a long, long time ago. This was uh, before they hired 
he who shall not be named. We won't say his name. Switching to the 4-3, several new starters, uh, Honey, Bear, Honey Badger Tyron Matthews, Frank Clark. We'll see how it goes. And quite frankly, if they're not, if they don't commit the offsides against the, the Patriots, they're going to the Super Bowl. So they're right there. They're right there, and I think most people believe that they are obviously still the cream of the crop in the AFC West. Now, don't forget about them Chargers, man. That's a good team over there in L.A. Can the Los Angeles Chargers ride Melvin Gordon to a championship? That's the question they have for the Chargers. Much of what Eric Williams says, who's the representative for ESPN, says the Chargers coach Anthony Lynn likes to lean on the running game, which, by the way, I really like Anthony Lynn as a head coach. He really has... there are very few coaches where you get kind of like rave reviews when you talk to some other individuals. Anthony Lynn is one of those who gets just a ton of great rave reviews. Said he's going to limit Gordon's touches in the preseason and during the regular season with the hope that Gordon is more fresh at the end of the year. Now, Gordon averages uh, averaged a career-high 5.1 last season. Seems like he's becoming a more faster, explosive runner. Obviously, he has to be healthy. So I think coaching management of that is going to be very, very crucial as Gordon himself wants to be this all-around back. He wants to be this all-around effective back, but obviously he has to stay on the field. I think that I, I think this is the wrong question to ask, really, for the Chargers. I think it's more so, do the Chargers have enough to beat the Chiefs? I think that's more so the question, is do they have enough loaded in ammo to beat the Chiefs? Because they're not going to go to the Super Bowl because of Melvin Gordon. They're going to go to the Super Bowl or win the division because of Phillip Rivers. And... So my curiosity would be, do they have enough? And lastly, the question they ask for the Raiders is, and it's a doozy, Antonio Brown and Derek Carr have become, quote, besties this offseason, but how will their relationship endure if the Oakland Raiders get off to a slow start and Brown is not getting as many targets as he would like? This is the dynamic with the Raiders. And I think if you're asking this question already, you are in for bad times, my friend. Bad times. Now, Antonio Brown is saying all the right things right now. He is working late, grinding extra, and that's not to say he didn't previously, because I'm sure he did. He's a great player, but what happens when the Raiders start 1-2? and 2-5. Two? Two and five. Because they're just not as talented as the rest of the AFC West. What happens if that start becomes there? Because again... Much of this office, uh, uh, much of this offense, and Josh Jacobs is going to be a great running back, but it banks on Antonio Brown and Derek Carr having this all-pro season a pair. Without that, the Raiders are a six-win team at best. They're very much back in the cellar. And now there's this dynamic of if it's not going well immediately, Here come the complaints and throwing people under the bus and teammates because we've seen it before. This is the type of dynamic. This is why I don't buy into the Raiders. And then you got John Gruden running the show, which is a whole nother segment in itself. Maybe we'll do like a full show and a full segment on like each individual team because we could do a whole segment just on John Gruden. Like I don't know if he's as good a coach as people believe. I really don't. His Super Bowl win was with Dungy guys in Tampa Bay, you know, and he's been a 500 coach for a majority of his career. 
he's basically just banked on the success of others and taken over, and now he has to do a full-flight rebuild. Now, I will say this. Mike Mayock, I think, is actually a brilliant football mind, but we'll see if that translates to actually building a team. It's different being really smart and knowing about food and being a five-star chef and being able to execute it. I can tell you what a great burger tastes like. Believe me, I've ate a lot of them, especially up at Collision Brewing, 1436 Skyway Drive in Longmont. But when it comes to actually cooking one, I leave that to the experts. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes with Oakland. I think Oakland still brings up the seller. I think Denver's a better team than people are giving. And their playoffs may not be in the future this year because this is such a competitive AFC West. But I'm telling you now, couple ways of the ball bouncing are going to be the difference between the division winner being at, say, 11, 12 wins and third in the division being at 8, 9 wins. I think this is going to be a very good division. I, I think this is going to be one of the most competitive divisions once again in the NFL, if not all of sports. I mean, can we really think of a division where Three of the four quarterbacks, I think most would would peg as franchise quarterbacks. A lot of people like Derek Carr. A lot of people like Derek Carr. And arguably, two of the top five quarterbacks right now are in the division, in Patrick Mahomes and Phillip Rivers. I think maybe some would think Rivers is a fringe top five. But you get my point. There's a lot of talent there. And then you just simply look at the win-loss paired with Denver and Oakland getting better as a whole. It's a very competitive division. It's a very competitive division. They had two 12-win teams in their last year. Of the five teams that won 12 wins, two of them were in the same division. And the two that are chasing, they got much better this year. They got much, much better this year. So again, you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. And of course, always at MileHighSports.com, where we got all kinds of great stuff going on when it comes to Broncos coverage at MileHighSports.com. MileHighSports.com. See you, all